the second boot up here. All right, Corey. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for doing this. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. I'm super stoked. Um, let's uh, let everybody know who you are and what you do, buddy. Right. So I am Corey. Uh, I am the uh, solo artist for the horror-themed melodic death metal, I guess is what you'd call it, Project uh, Valkyrie AD. Um, something I've been really wanting to get going for quite some time now and for one reason or another just you know have had a hard time finding people that really want to kind of want to join in on it so just a couple years ago started going the solo route uh, and yeah here I am hell yeah buddy but like we were talking about before we went live sometimes the solo routes better because you don't have to deal with all the personalities that only want to be a part of it when it's convenient for them. Yeah. What's... Yeah, it... Yep, go. Well, and it's nice, I think, just, you know, through the recording process, probably more than anything, it's, you know, if I have an idea or if I'm just ready to put something down, I just come in here to my little home studio and just do it. You know, I don't have to call people up and, and try to get people over when they can and... um you know, my my goal for the project has always been to be a band, and I think that's more probably from the, you know, the live mm -hmm. show aspect of it. I think, you know, for me, playing with, like, a backing track of drums would be pretty lame, but as far as the creative process goes, it, it's, it's, it's been pretty nice to, you know, just kind of be on my own. Hell yeah, man, I bet. Um, what's your favorite part about uh, being in the solo project? Like, we tracking guitars tune vocals like what are you primarily as an instrumentalist uh i consider myself a rhythm guitar player um you know I, as far as like solos and leads go i'm not a real technical player um you know i leave all that stuff to the professionals uh, i just you know stick to the real percussive playing is kind of what i prefer to think of myself and you know even with vocals um you know i don't Everything I do is screaming, uh, and I don't know that I necessarily have the best scream. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, well, if someone's got to do it, I might as well. So I'm not rolling but my I, eyes at you. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but, but, yeah, to answer the question, I guess, simply, I would say rhythm guitar primarily as well. Nice. What are, your, what are your influences? Uh, so what originally got me really into music... Um, aside from just the horror genre, uh, was really uh, punk. It's kind of what I cut my teeth on. So obviously the Misfits. Um, and then, you know, moving on into more of... I got a whole wall I'm... of Misfits in front of me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moving on to what I'm more influenced by now, I think um, really early In Flames, uh, you know, the real melodic stuff. Yeah, um, hell yeah, man. That's deadly, like Clayman. yeah. Yeah, um, the Black Dahlia Murder is a huge influence, and I think for the music side as well as the lyric lyrics side, uh, you know, Trevor from the Black Dahlia, he's probably my favorite lyricist. He's just Kinda an all-around great frontman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, I like to have the idea of every song being like a narrative almost, and especially with horror, you know, kind of 
pretending that it's kind of writing like a serial comic or something, so to speak. So, oh hell yeah, uh, get a lot of influence from him because of that. Um, and then of course, you know, classic stuff like everybody, you know, uh, Metallica was what really got me into metal, but. Um, also dig a lot of like Skeleton Witch, you know, that real melodic thrash stuff. And, you know, and that kind of speaks to the, the idea of always wanting a band because when I write stuff, it, it always kind of has that second guitar there, you know, that, that kind of harmony piece. Just go play in your room right now, sweetheart. Dad's recording an interview, okay? okay. I love you. I find your tablet. Just one sec, buddy. <laughs> I have a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Where is your tablet, sweetheart? Maybe in the bedroom. Maybe it's in your bedroom where you left it. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Keep going. <laughs> I, I have a I have a two-year-old. He'll probably kick down the door here Perfect. before we're done. So yeah, Honest, no worries. Honestly, it's. Free reign of the house, she has it. She's my pride and yeah. joy, so I'm not... That's my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. But yeah, carry on. Um, influences. Uh, really, just... I, I don't know. Um, you know, Green Day was actually a really big band for me in the beginning, um, oddly enough. Uh, but I think that that kind of... You know, like I was talking about, that percussive heavy rhythm guitar playing really comes from that just a lot of that you know there's really not too much flashiness in it at Something least i don't raw. think yeah yeah just just real melodic when it needs to be heavy when it needs to be um but yeah yeah um and then you know like i said too horror is is probably the biggest influence overall you know kind of have that with some of the stuff I'm working on, have a little bit of that Rob Zombie vibe where you use a lot of like sound bites and stuff. Nice, nice, Not, a little nothing. bit industrial almost. Kind of, yeah. Um, but not like quite ministry or KMFDM industrial. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, nothing Just too raw. too chuggy or yeah, yeah. Just raw. I like that. I can respect that. Now, being from being from New York, where you are in New York, does your environment have any tie to your? your influences on music and the way that you sound. So I, I live in New York. I'm actually originally from a really small town. Okay, go play, sweetheart. I love you. Dad's trying to record an interview. I'm glad that they fit you. We just went shopping for her birthday. <laughs> oh, cool. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> My friend says happy birthday, sweetheart. <laughs> she says thank you. <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah. Live in New York. I apologize again. <laughs> no, no, no worries, no worries. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I live in New York, but I'm originally from a really small town in Texas. Uh, that was where I grew up. I, I moved to New York about four years ago. Did you move um, to New York yourself? Uh, so this is where my wife is originally from. Oh. So yeah, we came to this area to be closer to to her family. But so when I grew up, um. You know, I, I lived in, like, a really small, ultra-conservative town, and, like, metal just didn't exist. There was no such thing as a metal genre. So, you know, some of the stuff that I found, um, you know, and this was back, probably to, to date myself, you know, this was back where I would discover bands from getting, like, a Rockabilia magazine. 
you know, like shirts and I'd be like, oh, that's a cool looking shirt. So I'd have to try to look them up and, you know, that's how I found stuff. And, and, you know, the Black Dahlia Murder was one of the first bands that I found that, you know, I just kind of was gravitated towards wanting something heavier than what was available, which, you know, for that area, the heaviest thing was like whatever was on the radio, basically. Yeah. And it's usually country music. Yeah. Most times. Or classic rock. Um, so yeah, I just, I just kind of found things out of boredom. So I guess maybe, you know, where I was from was an influence in that sense, but I was really listening to things that no one else was. Um, and that's not to try to sound cool or hipster or whatever. I was just, I would try to show my friends like, Hey, here's this new band. And just they trying just trying to branch out, not trying yeah. to fucking be the best. You're just trying to right. be new. Right. And you know, it, it usually didn't hit too well with most of the other people but hey you know i wasn't really doing it for them so i can relate man i was the only punk rocker in a small town yeah well me and my buddy me and my buddy jimmy and now jimmy's kind of crazy but he's still around <laughs> yeah <laughs> but same thing moved to this did well moved to the city to get away i didn't really move to the city for a relationship so not really the same thing how long have you been married for oh man put me on the spot uh, I got married in 2016. Okay, cool. That's kind of so, not really putting you on the spot. You should know when you got married, my son. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, to ask, like, I know the date, but to ask how long, it's like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, okay. Count, yeah. Up, count yeah. up the years. <laughs> I think I'd know. I feel you. I feel you. Um, where did you get married? Uh, so we, we met in Texas, and then we got married in Pennsylvania, and then live in New York. Man. I like I'm really into like esoteric history and stuff and American history just blows my mind. So when you say when you say the names of cities like that, I just get flashes in my head of crazy documentaries I've watched about the founding fathers and it's like yeah. man, I want to go there so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we didn't, the the area that we got married in is only it's about 2 hours south of here. Uh it's just on a lake in the middle of nowhere. Um but where I'm from, it's about it's about a 24-hour drive straight from, from here to from there. Yeah. Wild, wild. Does your does your wife play music too? Not really. Uh, you know, she'll she'll sing along with the radio, but you know this. Not a musician metal, like you are. Yeah, the death metal garbage certainly isn't her thing. But you know, I, I'm I'm pretty well used to that. Yeah, I know that feeling as well. Except for my my girlfriend. She laughs at me because she listens to, like, I, I listen to a little bit of everything. So some days you'll catch me listening to, like, hard style techno. And some days you'll catch me listening to, like, 60s acoustic hippie music. And then yeah. some days you'll just catch me listening for 12 hours straight hardcore punk rock, man. Yeah. But she listens to, like, death metal and thrash nonstop. Yeah. So she just puts it right on me. And she used to play bass in a band. I used to do vocals in a band. So we kind of got that dynamic going. But That's cool. Uh, how old are you? Uh, 30. Really, eh? So you got married young. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, 25. I guess it just works that way, hey? Some people, different cultures. It's weird, right? Come yeah. from different. Well, I mean, being where I'm from, you know, small town in, in the south, I, I guess technically I was old. To get married you know a lot of kids that i went to school with got married straight out of high school so really yeah I don't, I, 
I don't think it really worked out for him, but well, that's that's kind of the thing down there. Like, and just do as you're told and not what you learn, right? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Wow, man. Hey, I'm glad that it's working out for you, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I think I'll keep her around. You know, I'm definitely in very very high consideration of marrying the one that I'm with. But it's yeah. not pushed the way it is because my my parents were more happy after their marriage was over. <laughs> yeah. And we all, all me and my brother and sister, we had to live through that, through that tumultuous time. And they split up when I turned 18. So, yeah, it's weird how culture, it's weird how different things are from, from not just country to country, but town to town, right? Like small, because we're yeah, sure. small town too. I'm from Alberta, so that's Texas to the north. <laughs> oh, Okay. We even got a little bit more crazier people here than Texas. I haven't seen the far-right radicalism in Texas that I have here. Not lately, oh, at least. Really? I, might not be, I might not be looking in the right places, though. I'm pretty good at ignoring things that I don't yeah. have a horse in, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it gets pretty radical down there, but... You know. I've never been there, so I can, I'm going to withdraw what I just said, actually. <laughs> Fair enough. But onto the music now. I saw you post a song on your Instagram. Yeah. How's that one coming along? When are you releasing that? Is that a part um, of the album, a bigger release? So that one, the the next release, it's it's actually just going to be a single uh, because the song itself clocks in right at twelve minutes flat, and so I don't feel like it really needs to have anything else, you know, <laughs> nice. to, to kind of accompany it. Uh, but that one, I'm I'm mixing and mastering it now. Um, so I, I hope to have it out, um, probably in a month or so. Um, this one, I, you know, so in the past I've, I've used some other people to kind of help record in some of the mixing and mastering. And this one, I'm really trying to do just start to finish all of it myself. And I found that that's really difficult to know, like when I'll ever feel like it's done. Um, so I, I may just have to reach a point where I just say, okay, no more. I'm just going to put it out. So if that's the case, then I hope, hope it'll be a month that I'm not just listening to it <laughs> over and over again. Um, I have some friends that would very, very rightfully agree with you. It's hard to stop and decide when it's done. Yeah. You know what? Maybe if I just tweak this one more time and then you shut it down for the night, you go back the next day and you're like, oh my what did I do? I destroyed okay. this whole thing. Well, I've, I've done that a couple times already where it's like I just will sit here for, you know, three, four hours and it's like, well, I don't, what did I do? What, should I have saved any of that? Like, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Maybe that might be one of the upsides of having bandmates because... Yeah, something to bounce something off of. You're right. Somebody to say like, hey man, what do you think of this? But then yeah. if they say something like totally outright ridiculous, you're just like, why would you even say that? That has nothing to do with recording. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I used to yeah. be that guy. I used to say random stuff about recording, thinking I was smart. And my friends would just pat me on the back and be like, oh, Nate, we agree. <laughs> go, go sit down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Take this microphone and go yell into it for us until we tell you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it went. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Nathaniel. Nate Bonnet, Octave Studios, love you, buddy. <laughs> he's usually my producer on episodes, uh, but he's working right now, and I feel that I am fully capable of doing this. I think it's going well. Um, 
the upgraded internet seems to be working for the stream, and uh, uh, the sound works good. So we're we're good, buddy. We're good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I I kind of think that you know, given everything with COVID, I feel like that this is probably going to be the way that all bands kind of do their interviews now. Well, until there's a reason more that that makes it more of an interview to be it, it have it done in person, yes, completely. Until there's yeah. a reason for them that makes it more exciting and not more dangerous, perhaps. Yeah. Because what I'm planning on when people are more comfortable is I'm planning on getting a studio space the same way that a band would rent a jam space so that I can set up a studio there and have people come in for interviews and do the what the personal interaction thing, right? Like a, like a, a regular podcast does. But I'm not pressuring anybody to do anything outside their comfort zones. Yeah. I'm fully capable of doing it this way and keeping on doing it this way until shit changes, you know? So how big is the scene where you are as far as uh, just music in general? Well, Calgary, we have Alberta, okay? So Canada's a lot different than the States because the time it takes to drive from one of our major cities to another is four hours of yeah. just drive time. So we don't really have the smaller spots to fill up those shows. We got right. maybe, like, you could go Calgary to Red Deer, which is about two, two and a half hours. And then you got shows there. And then you might be able to hit a small town in between. But if you're not the right kind of music, they're not going to play you. They don't trust mm -hmm. the fucking people who play the rowdy music. They're conservative small towns. But... The scene, when the shows are around, the scene is still strong. There are still bound bands out here making, creating, um, releasing. Uh, there's bands that do do the tours. Calgary does seem to be its... Vancouver is the major tour stop for the bigger bands. So that's probably... I'm going to say... west, right? Yeah, that's coast, right? you got to drive through the next province to the edge of it. And then... Vancouver is also, I don't want to say clicky, but it's not, you can't get the same out of Vancouver as just an everyday band trying to book a show. You got to put work in there to get access to that scene. So okay. Calgary, Calgary is a good starting point. My band started in Calgary back in fucking 2010. And then we yeah. finished 2000, or we started 2009 and we finished 2017, 2018, we released our last and played our last shows. But we were able to start just off of a MySpace page and get shows and play shows. And we lived in a small town. Our nearest city is the city I live in now, and that was roughly an hour away. We played shows every weekend for like 10 years. So if you're willing to do it and willing to, to do the planning and the logistics, you can survive out here as a band. Get to the fucking, the advice tip for everybody is get to the States and try and get plugged into the States or at least get out East to, to Toronto or West to Vancouver. The hubs, those are central hubs where the bigger bands are going to get to, right? But it's still livable. There's still a thriving scene out here. Well, that's good. I, I feel like the area that I live in prior to COVID, the scene was just cover bands. Mm. And that's be and that's just because all the venues here were bars, and a bar doesn't want to bring in someone 
you know, doing original music, screaming about spooky stuff. They That's want something right. that the patrons can dance to. So, And this is a good thing about Calgary, is Calgary has bars for all of it. Not right now because of COVID, but my aunt runs a blues bar for old blues oh, and rock and roll. Um, cool. Dickens, ran by my friend Chris Hewitt, he's been running, he's been going crazy on Twitch because he refuses to open his bar up and put any of his patrons at risk. So he yeah. opened up once when stuff started to lighten up. And then he closed down again, and that was it. He hasn't opened up again. The bars have been opening and closing nonstop, and it's just been crazy up here for that. But we got metal, we got punk, we got rappers too. We got mm-hmm. a good EDM scene. Um, I've been talking to a guy up in Edmonton. Shout out DJ Crunchberry and uh, Heart Attack Music. They're doing streams and online DJ shows. Uh, there's and then obviously because Calgary is. It's country music here, but that sticks to the music mile. We don't have every bar picking one side. That's good. So there's places for everybody to play. Shout out to Vern's as well. Vern's, Dickens, The Blind Beggar. Uh, There was also The Stetson before this all happened. There was, uh, I wanted, like back, back when I was playing, there was places like Lord Nelson's. Like we could play a show and then go down the street and play another show if we wanted to. But it was fucking exhausting to do that. And yeah. I couldn't handle oh, yeah. my liquor that well. <laughs> I'm sure. We did it once and I almost died. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What do you do you have bands before all this happened? Did you have any bands that you were like playing with that you were friends with? Um I, I mean I, I I've I've been in some like just like jam kind of bands. Nothing really ever serious, you know. I I was in a band for a while, uh like back when I was in high school. They were like Christian screamo, which, you know, it wasn't like something that I really wanted to do. I just wanted to play with people. So I was like, sure, I'll come play guitar. I know that feeling. At your youth group. Um, That's how I started was in church bands, man, when I was nine years old. Yeah. Um, You know, for a while. So I I put out the first Valkyrie AD release, uh, Tales from the Wicked, in March of 2019. And started posting that on some of the local boards, and I ended up finding a second guitarist uh, that I was playing with for some time, and um, you know he and I were putting together a really good momentum and, and had a pretty good vibe, and you know we we were kind of leaning towards the route of maybe going kind of that black metal route, where if it came down to it, or if we just had to play a show, he and I. You know, like I said, with the backing track, it wouldn't be the best show, maybe. But but you could do it. I've seen it. I've seen it done a yeah. lot of times. I've seen shows without bassists. I've been in a band without a drummer where we just used a fucking Casio keyboard. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think you know the horror kind of side of that that I like would really kind of help, kind of build the theatrics. But you know, I felt like you know he and I kind of had something good going, and then obviously 2020 happened and the world ended, and yeah. Uh, so that was that was when. You know, he and I really haven't gotten back together since. Um, so then in August last year was when I put out the second release, Vile, and that was just to kind of, you know, keep some bit of relevancy. And, um, yeah, just trying to find people now. Um, try to I, – I don't know if it's tough, you know, how people feel about kind of joining something that's established – but not really established, you know, if that makes sense. Like It all depends on how you put yourself out there because if you put yourself out, I, this is my opinion, of course, but I feel if you put yourself out there as like 
a Devin Townsend type. Yeah. You know who Devin Townsend is, right? Yeah. Totally, like, this is my fucking project. If you're coming in on it, it's my rules. Um, you might as well not even try and bring any guitar riffs in because I already got them for you. I just want right. you to stand there and do what I tell you. Like, if you approach it like that, then of course nobody's going to fucking touch you. Yeah. But if you say one-man project looking to branch out into more, then you're going to get hit, so you just got to put it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think that's true and and you know, I've I've met a couple drummers, you know, I you know, we were jamming with one for a time and you know, I even told them the same thing. It's like, "Hey, this is the drum parts that's on the the EPs, but I'm not a drummer." So, you know, don't think that that's what's in stone, you know. And and going forward, that's kind of what my uh, you know, preference would be, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just kind of the area, um, you know, if, if the people here aren't into more of the the death metal-y stuff, but I don't know. Well, I just you can also reach out, like, this is where Facebook is, where the social medias, all of them are a good tool. Yeah. Because then you can start looking at pages of other people who are doing one-man projects or other people who are even creating music, and then you just start networking off of that, right? Because... If you're going to nail yourself down into just your area, your local area, then you're already limiting yourself, right? Yeah. But you just got to keep throwing the music out there and keep saying, hey, if you're interested, you know, here we have this website called Kijiji. It's like Craigslist. And a lot of people put ads up there. A lot of people do even Facebook fucking marketplace ads. But one Mm. of the best things that we found was joining a group um canadian metal is one of the ones up here uh metal in central alberta is one of the ones up here people put ads in there looking for band members all the time right so you got to find a local group new york metal right i actually might even be in a new york metal and hardcore group (laughs) that i posted the the podcast in (laughs) yeah that's cool yeah and you know I, I'm I'm very archaic with with social media. <coughs> I I feel like I kind of recognized a couple of years ago when I saw the explosion of social media that I knew that it's going to be very difficult to ever try to like become proficient in one before it just becomes replaced. So like I have Instagram where I post, you know, pictures every now and then, but like my social media presence is pathetic. But, right? you know, also, like, like, I mean, nobody wants to see any more pictures of me in my bedroom studio. So until I have something else to post, I'm not going to really post anything. But that's not for – this is what I had to get past. It's not for you to decide the content that your people want. It's just up to you to pump out what they're there for, right? Think of it that way. Because yeah. I was the true. same way. I was like, I don't fucking – what am I supposed to post? A picture of your face talking about what you're doing, right? A picture of your guitar, just a random picture with some fucking crazy effects on it to pull people towards it, right? Yeah. Updates, you know? Clickbait. Clickbait, that's right. You got to play the game to win the prize, in a sense. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah. It sucks. It fucking sucks, but... I'm just an old man. I, I agree with you, buddy. I agree with you. I'm on that same page, but... I look at the I look at the things that I gained because I took advantage of what I the little bit I knew about social media and it's been more than it has been less. I've gained more out of it than I have lost in time spent on it. Okay. 
So it's been it's more it. it's been more of a helpful tool than it has been a hindrance in anything else. Sometimes I spend too much fucking time on it and argue with idiots. But yeah. that's because well, there's I pl- There's plenty of that. I might be an idiot myself, Corey. <laughs> that might be the problem entirely. Step one is admitting. It might all be my fucking fault. No. No. No, that's not true. Possible. <laughs> Social media is a fickle mistress, but you just got to learn which works best on what, right? Because I'm trying to promote the YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel now, which I'm trying to promote. Um, and all of this goes to providing a stronger platform on which to promote bands and artists. Oh, my buddy Chris jumped in the chat. Hey, Chris. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I hope you're doing good today. Chris is uh, from another podcast called Cowan McCart Podcast Experience. You maybe should send him a message. This is another reason why Facebook is good. Because you could send him a message on Facebook and he would have you on his podcast next week. Chris, are you listening? Right, right. (laughs) So, my advice to you is develop a fucking Facebook presence just so you can access the people that are on Facebook. Yeah. Even if you don't use it to connect to your fucking old friends and family from back in Texas, whatever. It's still an amazing tool for developing networks on which to create music and release music. Because that's how I'm doing the podcast right now. That's how I did my band uh, all those years ago, back in the fucking ancient times. Um, You got to use the tools. You got to use the tools, man. And you got good shit. So it's got to get out there. Well, thanks, man. That's that's good to hear. So, yeah, I guess I'm sold. Do it as soon as we're done. Hell yeah, buddy. Facebook sign up. Once you once you sit, then you can fi- add me on Facebook, Nate Trash, and I will help send your stuff out through the Facebook world. Right on. Very cool. Because Instagram is really good, but Instagram, unless you're just unless you're an influencer, Instagram is really limiting. Yeah. It, well, and especially for like. You know, as far as musicians, as far as guitar players, like, they go for the flashier stuff. And, you know, like we talked about being a rhythm player, like, oh, wow, he's playing Seek and Destroy. That's so is two billion other people. But if I was doing some, like, tapping and sweeping and stuff, that's usually kind of what gets the likes. Is If you're doing you and entirely you all the time, that's what gets the likes and finds the following. You know, as long as you maintain what you feel is right, don't think about what other people are going to think. Because then you get caught in this loop and you get caught in this this uh, speculation uh, fucking infinity circle, you know, where you're just speculating on speculation on speculation. When really you should just be focusing on what makes your music your music, getting that recorded, getting it polished. And then releasing that and not even giving a shit about what anybody else might think. There's no reason for you to give a shit about what anybody else thinks unless you're unless you're doing something that attacks them. But I don't see why you would do that. And if they try to say that, that's their fucking problem. They can back off. I should be writing this down. But you find... <laughs> the way to find the following is to put out the content. And the only right. way to put out your content is to do your stuff. Record your stuff, write your stuff. Don't think about what other people have to say. Don't even think about what I have to say. Take the bits and pieces that help you 
create what comes from inside you, what, what made you start doing this anyway. The guy, the fucking small town guy from conservative Texas playing fucking death metal, right? Yeah. Stick with that. That is what people want to fucking hear. All right. Stick with, doing what you, it. stick with what you got fucking going on and take it right to the fucking max. And don't let anything or anybody fucking stop you. Because that's, that's what's going to make you happy in the end, is knowing that you don't have any fucking what-ifs. Yeah, but that's still kind of the, you know, that's, that's the hard part, the hard balance of, of social media. is like, okay, so post yourself and post what you're doing. and You don't have doing, to do that. You what I'm do, doing this week is what I was doing last week. <laughs> you can, you can, you got to think of social media as an advertising platform. Right. So you need to think, I need to have a post every week talking about what I'm doing that's new. Now, if you're not doing something new every week, then you should be doing something new every week or else you're not yeah. progressing, yeah. period. That's true. So you need to think about the small details of what you're doing. This week I was mixing and mastering... This week, I'm tracking. This is how I track. This is what I'm using to track right now. Here's my programs. Next week, I'm going to be writing bass lines or, or writing new guitar lines. Tune in next week. I'll show you a run-through of what I do for that. You, you have, obviously, you're interested in what you do. So, put that out there. Because that's all a part of it. You already, you already put out the music for me to find you. Yeah, that's true. So put out more of that. Put out more of, like, look at what other people are putting out for themselves and then do that too. It sounds it sounds a little bit like hokey pokey, but if you want to promote yourself, you got to promote yourself. That's what it all boils down to. you got to get well, yourself out there for people to see and hear. Well, and I, and I think kind of talking about putting out music... Um, you know, for me, like as much as I talk about wanting to do kind of like the theatrical stuff with with uh, horror and having, you know, like a big stage presence and videos and this, that and the other thing, you know, the the foundation has to be the song. And so, you know, for me, it's important to try to write and put out what I think is good music. Exactly. And so, you know, and, and I think with the the solo artist kind of perspective of it and it's probably just the way that the world is now, but you know, my plans are to kind of keep up doing every, you know, six to eight months, kind of a periodic uh, there you like go. micro releases, basically like, like just keep doing demos. So, you know, my That's plan awesome. is to, is to put out this next single, like I said, hopefully the next month, which, which should be like June or so or May. And then I already have like another four songs pretty much ready to go and just start recording again. So and now you can create the content that comes from recording those songs, like what gear you use to record, what programs you're using to do it, um, a little those little snippets of the song playing, right? What do you use for your for your uh, for your electric drums? Like all there's gearheads out there that eat yeah. that stuff up, that love that stuff. And and what I really want to get into next is is video. Um, you know, I'm working on just like a real simple, um, like, uh, like lyrics video right now. Oh, nice. Um, that stuff's I've, great. Yeah. But I've actually been talking with a little bit with a, an actual, like, um, independent, like underground horror 
production company out of Buffalo, Sweet. which is like which, which are like three hours from where I am, um, and actually trying to try to do some like actual like thematic videos. Um, See, and, and, this is because I just feel like I just feel like that that's better promotion promotional content than just here's a picture of my guitar with new strings. It is. You're totally right. It is, but you need to have. A platform on which to release that content. It's still no, that's it's yeah, still that's content. True. It's that's still true. your content, and you still need to develop a platform to release it. So, for me on Facebook, as Nate Trash, I only talk about the podcast. Right. I post a picture of me and my child every now and again, but I do have friends on there because I developed those friends in the scene. I created those friends through networking, right? Mm-hmm. And now when I release stuff. They see it and they share it and they release. They see all my releases and I see theirs. We share it and it gets more. It gets more exposure to us in a time where we can't go out and, pardon the suggestive language, expose ourselves. Right. <laughs> it's all a part of the game, man. It's all a part of the game. And if you want to do it, you'll do it. You'll do it. Yeah. That's that's the way it goes. I saw your stuff because you put it on Instagram. Yeah. So if you have other stuff, other platforms, and you're doing the same thing, like you don't got to talk about your personal life, I can get you plugged into some of my networks, and you can add up some of my friends. This podcast will help with that as well. That's what the, that's what it's all about is getting your reach out there, so you can add some people who like this stuff too, yeah. and then they'll like your stuff. They'll share your stuff. You can get a hold of their stuff. You could even message them and say, hey, man, check this out. You want to throw some guitar tracks on it? A lot of my buddies have their own home studios. Record you up a guitar track, send it out, no problem, just because they like your stuff, right? Yeah, and, and I think it, it would be beneficial, too, just to get in with the right scenes because I feel like, you know, talking about that promotion of, of other people, the local scene here of some of the bands that I've talked to, it feels like, it feels like small bands are almost afraid to promote other small bands because they think maybe it'll take oh, away from their own promotion. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's a backwards thought. That's that's they don't realize that that's what's well, killing them. Well, yeah, exactly. It's very silly because you know, they think they'll you, take the spotlight and then they won't have anything for themselves. What if this as you band's can, better than me? Exactly. But as you're, as you continue to be hesitant towards, supporting the up-and-coming new guy, then there's going to be no more up-and-coming new guys. And then you're and not going to have anybody to open for you. Right. That Yeah, and that includes yourself. So. Yeah. But, you know, for me, you know, every band that I've ever listened to, it's because of another band. Hell yeah, buddy. You belong in our scene up here, man. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. I'll start commuting. <laughs> Get on the 10-speed, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. It's a couple days. Fucking right, man. That's what it's like. I know a couple bands in New York. There's one called uh, There's one called Insurgency. Um, there's okay. one called Winter Nights. Um, but once again, I I found those bands because I went out. I fucking went looking. I went looking. Right. I just started trolling groups. I started scrolling Instagram. I was looking at the emails the publicists send me. You know, digging it up, digging it out. Been doing this since I was. 18 and I, I honestly don't know what I'd do with myself if I stopped yeah <laughs> it's a driving force no that's 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 very true 
I, uh, I picked up my, my first instrument was a bass. I started playing when I was 14 and now it's like, I don't know what I was doing with my time 14 years before that, because now all my free time is thinking of a song. Right. That's awesome, man. That's fucking killer. Now you just got to branch it out. Yeah. <laughs> all into all in time, man. All you can do is just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing stuff like this. Podcasts, be open to, to fucking broadcast that shit, man, because it's good. What kind of guitar you got? Uh, so my main guitar is uh, it's by the brand Agile. Um, it's called a it's a, called a Ghost. I will make some lunch right after I'm done, sweetheart. I'm Another hungry. 20 minutes, okay? I'm Grab your chippies out of the bag. There you go, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm hungry too, don't worry. It's all right, buddy. Another 20 minutes, and then we can wrap her up. <laughs> so yeah, your guitar, Agile. Uh, yeah, so my main guitar, yeah, it's an Agile Ghost. Is it an 8-string? Um, it, it's a 6-string. Okay. Agile I, uh, makes eight strings, right? Yeah, no, yeah. they've they've really transitioned into the the eight string game. But um, so I'm a I'm left handed. You know, I was born backwards, uh, but I'm a huge Hetfield James Hetfield fan. So I wanted something that looks like an explorer, and so that's that's the second guitar I ever owned, and that's the one I still play now. Yeah, hold on a second, buddy. Here, mom. Oh, parenthood. What a beautiful thing. It's it's all it's all good, man. So, what happens all the time? Ex- yeah, man. Honestly, I would love I love it. I love it. The alternative is not having her and I just can't have that. Right. So, yeah, carry yeah. on, buddy. We're good now. We're clear. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my main guitar. Uh it's just, you know, kind of an explorer knockoff, but um I love also the have body uh, shape. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's brutal looking without being too pointy. I don't know if I'm tough enough for those, but um, also have a an Epiphone Les Paul and an Epiphone SG. So those are both. Um, I don't know. Maybe those are more like rock and roll style guitars, but I feel like they're really good for what I do. So I, I make it work. Some of the fucking hardest guys I know rock an SG. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, I know, do you listen, have you ever heard of Day Glow Abortions? Mm-mm. Day Glow Abortions is a hardcore punk band from Victoria, and I'm pretty sure their frontman, Cretan, rocks an SG from time to time. Um, yeah. pretty sure that the frontman from Rip Chords rocks an SG from time to time as well. Yeah. I could be totally wrong, but, you know, SGs are, they still fucking got their place. All guitars have their place, man. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite guitarists is John Five, uh, and you know he primarily plays a Telecaster, which is supposed to be a country guitar. I he, love tele- Telecaster. He is shreds. my body shape, man. That's my favorite, and I'm a grindcore yeah. guitar player. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's too many rules that we all created. Exactly, it is really ridiculous. I find it hilarious when people try to say because I had a friend who's collecting Ironbirds. BC yeah. Rich Ironbirds, the big yeah. sharp ones, and yeah. she put your eye out, kid. She's just she loves to laugh at people. She loves to laugh at people about it because she plays vicious music on it, and then she like 
makes shit posts and shit memes all day. So like, <laughs> she's in a she's in a band called No Hope for the Lost. They just dropped a music video on New Fury Media today. Okay, that yeah. sounds familiar. They are they've been popping up all over the place lately, buddy. But yeah, I'll get you in touch with my friend Nathaniel. He's a good person to get in your network too. Awesome, very cool. More friends all around, man. More friends, the better. Probably should do that, yeah. Because when this is all over, we can hang out. Hell yeah, man. And have some fucking, like, a million laughs. Yeah, no, I, I really hope so. And, I, I can almost see it. And cold beers, bud. I think after this is done, I'm going to start drinking beers again. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think I think that's going to happen. Just to, Just because I fucking miss everybody. <laughs> yeah no it's yeah it's it's definitely a bummer i was supposed to go to texas last year last summer because uh, my older brother got married and you know didn't get to do any of that haven't seen anybody in a year and a half and and texas I mean, is it, open yeah no texas i think texas wants you to get it but i still just haven't gone I, right I just, you, you know did I don't want to be the asshole that brings it back. Was your family like, oh, man, it's fake? You know, were they like one of those? No, they, they, I, I was, I was thankful that they, you know, acknowledged it and respected you know, your choices. Yeah. And they still, you know, they themselves wear masks and, and try to go places only when they need to, which it's is choices, which it's is choices. good. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's choices. But look, we'll move away from that because that's a very polarizing topic. And this is not a very polarizing podcast. <laughs> um, what programs do you use to record? Uh, so I use uh, Studio One Three by Presonus uh, is is my main recording, and then um, I use like the Fortin uh, Nameless Suite plugins for the guitar tone, and then Easy Drummer Two for all of the the drumming. The virtual drumming which you know sounds a little too virtual for my likes but you know i don't I think until i get a real drummer on anything i'm always going to know that it's a well, computer but you can get you can get fucking effects packs for easy drummer too right yeah i have i have the the newest one modern metal i think is what it's called and it's supposed to be you got to nah, you got to go to the studio producers like kurt Ballou. Kurt Ballou from yeah. Converge God City Studios released a drum sample pack, and we used it on our last recording before we split up, and it's fucking insane, man. It sounds yeah, I know, so I know, good. I know he's done a lot of stuff with, like, superior drumming, um, that that uh, virtual plug-in, but it's just kind of what I have now. Um, I feel like it works. It, it does. It does. From what I've heard, it works just fucking fine, man. Yeah, well, thanks. Hell yeah, buddy. I'm looking forward to the releases. Yeah, I'm hoping, um, you know, like I said, this next one, it's it, it's kind of a banger, you know, especially being as long as it is. Hopefully I can keep people's attention span that long enough. For... There's a, there is always someone out there who will listen to the whole fucking song, man. I yeah. know this because I have been a part of some terrible songs in my old band, and people have listened to, I've listened to them, you've listened to your songs. There's always someone who will listen to it, man. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this one, you know, it, it, it has a lot more of, um, it's got like some clean, kind of a slow build intro and a bunch of, you know, 
new techniques and stuff that I've been trying. So it, it's it's a little bit different from maybe what the other two releases are, but it's still very much a Valkyrie AD song. So I'm I'm excited to get it out and figure out what the world thinks. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah! I'm excited to promote it for you too. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Fucking rights, buddy. Fucking rights. Now. What's your process for writing a song? Do you do you start with guitar riffs and then work everything else into it? So, I don't know if this is like a common thing for songwriters because I've never actually really talked to one, but for me like when I think of a song, usually it does start with the guitar. Uh if you know if I'm just kind of playing around and a riff kind of happens, but probably, you know, 80 to 90% of the time whenever I play that part I hear the entire song at the same time like in my head I can hear what the bass is doing what the second guitar the drums you know I know if it's a, 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 a chorus or a verse and I can hear what the vocal pattern is doing so you know for me some of the songs that I've written I've written in lesser amount of time than it takes to listen to the song like the song off the first release The Conjuring like that song was written from concept to lyrics like in a saturday afternoon really so, yeah so and then that's you know i should get that, you in touch with my buddy nathaniel yeah that's very very interesting to hear yeah so that's you know that's i mean obviously that we helps do eight with, hour uh, songwriting challenges here hey yeah if you get on facebook um find interim music and there's they have they do eight hour song challenges and then at the end of the challenge everybody watches the live stream where all of the songs are put in and everybody networks with each other and adds each other up man that would be the perfect fucking thing for you that would be cool and you'd totally be allowed to enter because it's all online yeah yeah and and yeah so that's just kind of from the from when I started writing songs you know when i was 14 up till now that's just kind of how it's always happened for me and i felt like the songs that don't flow that easily are the ones that i just kind of keep in the back burner you know because i feel like as soon as you try to force something everybody's going to know it uh so it's best to just kind of be as most of an organic process as i can and, and so that's i don't know if that's no, that's, that's a good way. That's if, a if good, that's a, I believe that that's a good way. I believe that that's a good way. I totally agree with you. Because if you're just leaving it and keeping it with you, you might come around and it might just click for you. No problem. There's a guy in Calgary yeah. or a kid in Calgary that just got called the new face of Hyperpop because he did that exact thing. He has like, oh, I had a song. And then I, I, it was like, I was like, this is a good melody. I should finish it. And he finished it, put it on TikTok. And that thing skyrocketed overnight, and now he's got a record deal with RCA all within a couple weeks. That's it. Just because he put it away and brought it back out when it was ready to go. Yeah. So, you know, it's always good to take a break and look at things with fresh eyes. Always. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think it helps, too, because, you know, one of the things I've always been most worried about as a solo writer is it's it's always going to be one set of influences one set of hands one set of ears so i want to try to keep things open enough to where it doesn't become stale like you know the last thing i want is to put out an uh, an ep and, and someone say oh well, i know exactly who this guy listens to because he sounds like them or release and, the same song four times right yeah exactly so 
you know, it, it's helped me with some of the songs, you know, I can have a riff that's like eight years old. And when I was listening to, you know, Trivium eight years ago, but this week I'm listening to, I don't know, Behemoth. And so then I can kind of find something to kind of bring those two bridge that gap together um, so that it's not so obvious. And, and a lot of that comes with what I was saying, you know, not trying to force it, not trying to just make a song for the sake of the song being made. Oh, yeah, man. That's fucking a very, very, very professional perspective to take on it, for sure. You can't, you, you can't, if you try, you're not, there's no reason for you to try and force things out. You're not contractually obligated by a large publicist or, or record label or anything to release music at, on a, a certain time frame. So there's no reason when you have your own studio, you have your own technology to force out garbage content. Just because right. you feel that it's oh man I gotta I gotta finish I gotta finish. Well, and especially too, you know, starting out when your audience is small, you know, you're not writing for anybody. Not that you ever should write for anybody, but you know, I'm I'm still ultimately putting out stuff that I want to hear. Yeah, that's it's always you always got to stick with that because that that res that resonates with people. Yeah, that realistically resonates with people. Um, cause you're not, you, you can't just jump onto every trend. Well, you can, but you're just going to get used up and spit out. Yeah. It's not sustainable. As soon as something happens that the, that the, the robot that runs you doesn't like the robot's going to turn off your fucking game. Like yeah, that's no, for sure. So always, you always got to stay true. You always got to fucking stay true. And you got just got to keep, keep pumping shit out because as long as you see value in it, somebody else will too. Yeah, no, I, I certainly hope so. I, I, I do. I think Thank you, rad. man. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I think it's rad. Valkyrie 80 kicks ass, man. Thanks. Awesome. Well, is there anything you wanted to say in closing here, my friend? Uh, so if I could give... Just two quick shout-outs. You sure fucking can, man. The floor is yours. Uh, so the first one, um, and I you know, I do this every chance I get, but the first guy that I, that I worked with with recording, his name is Dwayne Williamson. He, he lived in this area at the time, and I used his, his home studio, and then he helped me with the mixing and mastering. He now lives in Portland, Oregon. But um, he has his own, like, solo thing he's trying to get out it's called beast mountain beast it's um, the, the yeah the album is cryptozoology it's on spotify it's it's very like send him my way uh gothic horror yeah no i will it's very gothic horror very like doomy stonery send him uh, my way but, uh, i will just, bring him on the cast yeah for sure it's 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 just an awesome album but you know more importantly as far as like the recording and the songwriting stuff like Everything I know is because of him. You know, he's just a total wealth of knowledge. So I really owe so much to him. And then second, there is a um, like a fitness website, clothing website out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania called Death Comes Lifting. I know um, all about Death Comes Lifting. I got a buddy here in Calgary named Nikki Casket. He is sponsored by them as well. He's in a band called okay, 5 yeah. Cent Freak Show. Yeah. Five Cent Freak Show, yeah. No, He's I, a I good, dig those good guys. buddy of mine. Yeah, no, I like that. I like those guys and Daily Distribution, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so so Zach with Death Comes Lifting was the the first guy 
who I, after put out Tales from the Wicked, he was the first guy that ever gave me a chance and listened to it. And he's always putting my stuff on his site. And I actually do um, some like horror reviews, some writing for his like Patreon stuff. So, you know, he and I are always bouncing each other, bouncing stuff off of each other back and forth. But, you know, I, I really believe that all the exposure I have is is just due to that guy like he's he stood behind valkyrie ad from the beginning so Hell uh, yeah, my man. my my message to the people listening is to check out cryptozoology by beast mountain and then check out death comes lifting and then check out valkyrie ad hell to the yeah buddy right on now for me i want everybody to go check out citizen rage's new campaign uh, their new positivity through community campaign where they'll be donating to Bear Clan Patrol, Calgary Mental Health Association, and Inclusive Canada. So every uh, couple dollars from every pre-order off of this new campaign will go to those foundations. Um, also, check out Dickens Pub's Twitch stream. Twitch stream. Uh, they're, they've always got something going on and they that's how you support Dickens right now is through that. Also, check out no Ho new no hope for the lost's new video on New Fury Media. Go check out local band Smoke Out with BG and uh, just uh, go check in on your friends, see how they're doing, say something positive to everybody, and check out Valkyrie AD. Uh, Corey, thanks for doing this with me, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, all right, everybody. Take her easy and enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Peace out.